Aloha, I'm Ash. Aloha, I'm Matt. We are the Yoga Couple. Welcome back to the Inner Work Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about manifestation and the law of attraction. But actually, we're going to take a different take on this and talk about the dangers of law of attraction Mm. mentality because this is becoming super popular. It's It seems as if a lot of people who have been jaded by religion are running away from any dogmatic religion, just getting out of that, but they're running into the arms of a different dogma, which is law of attraction dogma. And we want to talk about the dangers of this because it can actually hinder our spiritual growth and prevent us on of reaching, you know, full self-realization, full contentment, full freedom, full inner peace, even though that's what it promises. So Mm. we want to just dive right into the dangers of law of attraction and I guess kind of share our testimony and story of it because we've been aware of law of attraction, Abraham Hicks, all of these the things, secret, the secret for like a decade. The double slit experiment, you name it. Yeah, like we know all about all about that. We've been in it. You know, some of it's helpful, some of it's harmful, and we want to help you have discernment so that you don't fall into some of the traps that can lead you down a pretty dark path. Mm-hmm. So, when did you first find Law of Attraction? Dude, naturopathic medical school with the movie What the Bleep Do We Know? Oh, yeah, I yep. remember that movie. Yep, that's what did it. So, being surrounded by um, a bunch of other people that were really uh, into this, we were all like tripping out. I remember a group of us got together and were watching it. And, you know, you had various, you had like Christian backgrounds, yoga, Hindu, Buddhist, and we're all in there just tripping out on quantum physics and the law of attraction. And we all just thought it was so cool. And it's funny now, fast forward like a decade later and seeing all the so much pain and suffering that came out of this Mm. thing that at first was like the new God in a sense. It like really you know, replaced it in so many ways. And this is actually one of the biggest things that I think why it is so popular is it really makes your ego feel like a creator. Oh, yeah, totally. I first found Law of Attraction through Abraham Hicks. I think I was 18 years old. I was working at a daycare and I would listen to Abraham Hicks audios Mm. and that would help me get through my day because when you're in a really challenging or hard environment that, you know, you want more for your life, you're like, this is, I'm, I'm meant for so much more. Of course, listening to really encouraging things like Abraham Hicks and Law of Attraction can help take you out of that current suffering you're experiencing. Like I literally changed diapers all day long. That was like, I was on diaper duty. You have to change diapers. I think it was like every hour and a half legally so by the time I would get done with all 22 kids it would be an hour and a half later and then I would just start changing diapers again so I was just all day long wiping butts so you can imagine (laughs) you know listening to Abraham Hicks was really helping me you know have the the headphones in just Mm -hmm. listen to that and I would just be focusing on you know the fantasies the fantasies, but not just so much the fantasies. Like, I think there's a lot of helpful things in it. This mm-hmm. is where I, I think... Time and place, right? There's, a, it's, there's truth in it, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Because we are infinite. You know, we are source energy. We are, we are all of that. 
and we are worthy and life is beautiful and miraculous and it does help you to wake up to the realization of that. But I think some of the downfalls that can happen in this is that it it becomes a method and a means to gratifying the ego and a validation for why you should have all of the material things you want in your life. Mm. Because maybe before learning about law of attraction, you've kind of accepted like life is hard or, you know, if I want it, I have to work for it and it might not happen for me and all of these things. But when you learn about law of attraction, all of a sudden infinite possibility opens up and you get this validation that like, I can have anything I want. Mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. I want it, I should have it. Mm-hmm. Now this is where I think that the, the danger comes in is that if I want it, I should have it. I mm-hmm. should have everything I want. And this can turn into a kind of spiritual egotism that starts mm-hmm, to happen. Mm-hmm where the reason why we're bringing this up, I want to backtrack a little bit, is I actually had an experience recently where something, let's call it negatively perceived, happened in our life. And I was actually blamed by somebody close to me that the reason why this negatively perceived event was taking place was because my vibration was low Mm, and that I attracted it. it. And so this was like an aha moment for me of like, wow, Mm -hmm. this is exactly one of the dangers Mm -hmm. that law of attraction causes. Let's just say the first one is spiritual egotism. Like you are the God, the creator, and you Mm -hmm. should have Mm -hmm. everything you want, which is like totally pride theme of consciousness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or like I expect. Yeah. And then, and then with what you're saying right there is, is, if it doesn't go right, so if it goes good, pride, yeah, you're like, godly. Oh, I, I, created I created that. This. I manifested that. Boom, it's look at mine. me go. Exactly. I did it. Okay, but then if it doesn't go your way, get ready for shame, shame. guilt, maybe some regret, hopelessness, Dude. all these themes of consciousness that bring suffering. Yeah, and like what happened is, is this negative event took place, right? Mm-hmm. Let's just say this event takes place. This person sought external validation and reasoning for why that event took place, quote unquote, karmically, energetically. Mm. Like the reason this is happening must be because you have a low vibration. It's like karma shaming. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like that must be your karma. You suck. Dude, let's <laughs> name this podcast karma shaming because karma that shaming. is exactly law that's, of attraction is karma shaming. That's what it leads to. Like you didn't, your vibe, your vibe must not be high. That's why you got to raise your vibration. That's why your life is the way it is. It's like, you guys, if anything you get out of this podcast, we hope it's this. Like, that is not true. Mm. So the, the greatest example for this is Christ, Jesus Christ, because he endured the most suffering, right? He was, he is the epitome of what it would look like to be harassed, shamed, he was killed, hated, tortured, hated, persecuted, tortured, persecuted, all of these things. So imagine going up to Jesus and be like, dude, dude, this is happening to you because your energy is not right, man. Your vibe is low. Yeah. You have a low vibration. People are coming at you because your vibe is low. Yeah. It's like, no, dude. Sometimes <laughs> things happen that are perceived negatively that are actually positive. So like mm-hmm. 
Christ dying, right, was a necessary action if you were in the Christian faith. Like, this was the greatest event that could have happened. That's the perception of consciousness. It was necessary. It was good. It turned into a worldwide religion. Like, all of his suffering was purposeful. He he atoned for, like, the sins he bled out of every pore. Like, you could be like, dude, you're bleeding out of every pore because, like, your vibe is low. Sometimes this is a perception of negativity which is actually in the totality of eternity is a good thing so he was the light in the situation well more importantly too is i think of it as like the only one who's perceiving it negatively is those lower themes of consciousness so from to just kind of dovetail off of that from a more expanded loving theme of consciousness it is seen as beautiful, necessary, and it all makes sense. But from lower themes, pride and below, um, we know that pride and below, all those themes are themes of suffering. Mm -hmm. And so they perceive everything in one way, shape, or form or Negatively. another as negative and wrong. Yeah. And so I think of it as, because it's not just Jesus, it's like you can take all these amazing you know, martyrs and... Um, saints and sages and scientists. I mean, we've, if you look at history, we've been killing new thought leaders throughout all time. Yeah, like, you know, they've been deemed heretics. Is their vibe low? Yeah. <laughs> it's like what they're really doing is they're challenging the collective lower consciousness, and that lower consciousness is pride and blow is very animalistic. So it's feeling threatened, and so it attacks and, if need be, kills the one challenging them. There's yeah. this really good quote from that movie Revolver that's all about, it's like Guy Ritchie's version of enlightenment. Um, and he, there's this really good line from it that says, if you try to destroy him, and they're referring to the human ego, if you just try to destroy the human ego, he'll destroy you. Yeah, the <laughs> ego will destroy himself. you. Yeah, so when you challenge an ego, it's gonna you, come at you, you. got to understand that the human ego left unchecked is a primal animal. And so it will attack, shame, and kill you if need be. So it's kind of funny though. Law of attraction would tell you that's your fault. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, no, 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 no. Everybody is in their own theme of consciousness and is perceiving and engaging with reality from that theme. That's not your problem no. or your fault. If someone is trapped in shame, guilt, pride, anger, or something like that, that's theirs, and it has nothing to do with you. But law of attraction says everything has to do with you. So if someone's attacking you, that's your problem. If things don't go your way, that's your problem. Uh, uh, if you don't get everything you want in life, oh, you must have a blockage or a limitation. <laughs> I have to hit on that because you said it so clearly law of attraction will tell you it's about you which is proof right there that law of attraction is so self-centered and egotistic ego yet yeah. ego-centered because everything's about you mm -hmm. and really the path of self-realization is like surrender the ego surrender the ego none of this is about you mm -hmm. none of your thoughts are yours Re external reality has nothing to do with you the only thing that is you is your personal experience of that which is unfolding naturally yeah. of the now the only thing that is you is eternalness that is temporarily ex experiencing this this moment so your perception of 
what is happening is the only thing you can identify with actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, your interpretation is the safest thing to maybe focus your identity on is how am I looking at this? How am I perceiving this? Because asking those questions will get you closer to who you really are than anything else. Yeah, and this is what I noticed in that moment when this person said, you know, this negative thing is happening to us collectively because your vibration is low. Like that was literally the text that was sent to me. Mm-hmm. And that right there was just like, wow, this has gotten so far off the spiritual path of mm-hmm. the truth that 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 we are identifying external events mm-hmm. as the self. Yeah. And so, you know, I want to go back to that point you said earlier, which is it does have a time and place and it is good at certain things or for certain themes of consciousness. And so as we're talking, I'm kind of, I keep having this intuition of this is really good, but you guys got to know what theme of consciousness you're actually in when you are into this. It's only good for the theme of desire, cultivating desire, expanding for your getting desire, into getting desire. into desire, but it does need to so here's the thing guys if you're familiar with the themes of consciousness here's what you got we'll start from the bottom shame you know rejection and things like that guilt judgment hopelessness regret and grief and then fear then desire so if you're in anything below desire this is really motivating really good for you really amazing to get you out of that low like ash was saying change in diapers this was a step up, but it does eventually need to be let go because it's like there's so much more beyond it. If you haven't learned the themes of consciousness with us yet, we recommend going back. There's a podcast episode called like Understanding the Themes of Consciousness and we mm-hmm. talk about all of them. And, and what these are is they're vibrational planes of reality and they are kind of sequential. You, you You move through them like a hero's journey and they all have a time and a place. So in our spiritual community, it's often common to see kind of lower theme shaming. Like you shouldn't be ever angry or you mm. shouldn't ever be sad when actually there are a necessary emotion and experience to have for time, certain times in certain places. You know, mm. it's, it's actually healthy. For, for instance, to, to get angry is actually a necessary emotion for somebody to go through to get themselves out of shame. They need to, they need to get angry for change. They need mm-hmm. to get angry about being oppressed. So desire, getting into desire, wanting more for your life is necessary for somebody who once felt suicidal. They didn't mm-hmm. want to be a part of this life. They didn't want to, they never thought there would be any hope for them. Getting excited about creating and having it's very healthy, but what ends up happening is law of attraction is a trap for staying in the theme mm-hmm. of desire, which mm-hmm. actually is in the lower planes. And our path of ascension mm-hmm. is to get out of that, to get into courage and above. Mm-hmm. So if you get too into law of attraction, you might get caught in the web of desire and never move on from it because you will think that getting and achieving and having and attaining is the purpose of your existence. Mm. You'll start to think that like getting a lot of money or getting the house or getting the career or getting the fame or getting the whatever is literally who you are and why you're here. And and this is why we're so concerned with it because 
we want to help people realize that you can be transcendent of this external reality. And when you're totally free from it, when you're unattached to whatever happens out there, you feel good inside, then then you're free. You can play around in this reality without taking it so seriously because you're not identified with getting it or not getting it. It's all for play. It's all for fun. Mm. Yeah, because desire has a lot of downsides. And, and we'll maybe get into that um, here in a second. It, because, yes, it's good to get in desire. So I guess what we're trying to get at here is just letting you know, yes, this has a time and place. The only reason that we're speaking to this, though, is because what we see the most with either our own life experiences or other people writing to us is that the pain comes when we think this is the end all. This is like the thing. And it's like... There's nothing higher or more than this. This is everything you need to know. That's where it becomes dangerous because desire is ultimately still very, very limited. Is it better or shall we say more empowering than those themes we listed earlier? Yeah, it feels way better than a suicidal low. It'll feel way better than living in fear. It'll feel way better than living in regret, of course. You're focusing on the future and the infinite unknown potential. Of course, it's going to feel good. However, here's one of the number one first biggest things of desire is what happens when things don't go your way? You inevitably suffer. Guaranteed. Yeah. So so staying in desire doesn't solve the quest for happiness. Mm -hmm. And what ends up happening with law of attraction folks is like they think that getting and obtaining is going to solve their quest for happiness. They get stuck in this cycle. And let's talk about the dangers real quick. So the dangers are, one, they're going to get stuck in desire, constantly be on the cycle of chasing and obtaining. Which is funny because that's like the stereotypical thing. We tend to know the cliche in, in spiritual spirituality is you can't buy happiness. But ironically, somehow law of attraction like conned us back into that ideology of consume to find happiness. It's so wild. It's actually kind of funny. Like, how did we fall for that? Again, I don't know. And then two is that we start to develop a spiritual ego. We start Mm -hmm. to think that, like, Mm -hmm. we are the creator of the universe like you guys. I don't know about you, but I have no recollection of choosing this body, choosing this life, coming to this planet Earth. We are not the creator in the sense our egos are not the creator. But Mm -hmm. the law of attraction will start to trick you because of law of one and um, oneness consciousness which is ego-less, that you are responsible for this planet, this universe, and and you'll start to even think that people in your life aren't real. That they're Mm. just like they're just like projections projections. Subconscious. Yeah. And like Like you're the main character and like everybody else isn't real. So you'll treat people like they're not they don't really matter because they're just projections of your subconscious. And that they don't have their own existence, which obviously makes you very cold tyrannical like very disconnected from reality which is why most law of attraction people we either meet or have uh, people writing us in from the pain and suffering of it number one complaint is people just hurt them like crazy and they say that's your problem that's Mm -hmm. your interpretation that's yours and it basically gives the ego the illusion that it's allowed to treat everybody however they want because at the end of the day their out is always 
oh, that's you attracted you're attracting that. that. I don't know why you're involved. I mean, do you guys see how dark this con can get? It can really lead to a lot of trauma. And that's why we're talking about this because it is one of the biggest, I would say, one of the top things we counsel people through right now is all the pain and trauma this causes people. It's it's like I got it reiterate reiterate this mm -hmm. is that it is becoming a religion in itself when the mm -hmm. irony is that the people who are attracted to it left religion because of the dogma and then they're getting reinvested in this other toxic dogma it's like a religion of the ego which i guess we usually typically call like luciferian because it's like the ego thinks so here's the thing guys in the in the study of enlightenment in the pursuit of self-realization one of the biggest things you have to realize is the, the biggest conclusion of enlightenment is the ego secretly thinks that it created itself. Mm -hmm. it, it literally thinks that it is the creator of its own existence. This is the grandest illusion that has to be transcended. The core of the human ego has to be surrendered to a creator. And you can call that source whatever you need to call it. It's not that part's not as detail like doesn't need to be so specific the point is that you surrender it to a higher power is the main point so if that's krishna if that's nature if that's source you know consciousness if it's if it's christ consciousness if it's god whatever your name for it the point is to honor a creator because the ego is not its own creator and that's where we get into a lot of trouble and again the danger of I created myself, I created all of this, and therefore I get to be prideful and get to have the interpretations I have that hurt people. You know, like shaming people for their situation or making them feel like it's their fault or if anything goes wrong in your life, it must be someone else. It just, it leads to so many uh, just so much suffering in one way, shape, or form or another. And it also leads to a ton of attachment because if you think you're the creator, then, oh my gosh, you have to be attached to everything then because it's all your you. fault. It's all you. It's yeah. all your ego. So you have to take... <laughs> Here's the irony is how it set itself, sets itself up for uh, the fall, shall we say, is if you have to take credit for everything in your reality, that means you also have to take credit for all the bad, which is why it leads to all the shame and guilt. And so it's really a double-edged sword. It might feel really cool when things go your way, but as soon as they don't, which they inevitably will, it causes suffering. I feel like this law of attraction is meant to be a liberator, but it actually does the exact opposite and just keeps us trapped. And we want to talk about what the solution is and maybe our interpretation of, of what truths do exist in Law of Attraction because the reason why it's working is because there's truth in there. It's like mm -hmm. if it was all false, then it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't be this popular. There is some truth in it that people's souls are recognizing, which is why everybody is attracted to it. So I want to address the truths that do exist in law of attraction and also what the solution is to not falling for these traps that you can actually have what you are seeking, which is true freedom and lasting happiness in your life. And I think that the solution to all of this is, is to realize that 
the focus of law of attraction, instead of it being external, needs to switch to internal. Mm -hmm. So instead of focusing and thinking about, I'm going to attract this car, or I'm going to attract this job, or I'm going to attract this wealth, it needs to be what they call the process in law of attraction, which is focused on how you would feel if you already had it. Like, mm-hmm. that is the end game. Yeah, like, that's, that's really it, want. period. Like, mm-hmm. like the car is never going to give it to you. So stop thinking that it's going to be the car and the, use the process of the law of attraction, which is focus on how you'd feel if you had that car. Mm-hmm. Well, like, that is it. Like, that, what you think you would feel, you can actually just turn on inside of you right now, which is proof you don't need the car. Like, it kind of defeats itself by teaching you that because... If you can just turn it on without having the car, then you actually don't need the car. It tells you in Law of Attraction, focus on the feeling. Mm -hmm. Imagine yourself in that situation. The only reason they're having you imagine yourself is because you have a belief inside of you that that's how you're going to feel when you're Mm. at that location or when you have that item or when you have this amount of money. You think when you're there, you're going to evoke this feeling. So in your mind's eye, you go through this whole visualization process. But ironically, you invoke the feeling without it ever being done, which is proof right now and right there that that is actually just a belief inside of you. You can invoke the feeling now. And so if law of attraction can teach us anything, it's that your perception of reality is your reality, not the external validation of it. Mm. Your perception of reality is your reality. Mm. So if you perceive that you are in love, if you perceive that you are safe, if you perceive that even though you don't understand right now that it's all working out for the best, mm-hmm. that is how you will experience every situation regardless of the situation. But somebody else, like this person who texted me, you're attracting this negative thing, it's bad. The irony is, is I didn't see it as bad. Yeah, we actually thought everything was great. She says, oh, this is so terrible. You're attracting this negative thing. And I was feeling like, wow, everything is going so well. Mm. So that's proof right there that it's all in the perception so the solution, in, in a sense, is law of attraction. You can attract your own perception of reality. Mm. You can focus on your own feeling. You can focus on how you want to feel. But leave the external validation of change out of it. Mm. But the irony is, is that as you change your internal perception, your themes of consciousness start to shift. And a person who's in a higher theme of consciousness, let's say they're not in shame anymore. They're not in guilt anymore. They're actually in willingness or acceptance they're going to more naturally always perceive an environment that that feels beneficial so if anything changes from law of attraction it's only your perception your theme of consciousness changes and that what you perceive changes and that's the half truth that's getting twisted here is there are you know manifestation or law of attraction teachers who do try their best to teach it this way, it just so easily gets twisted and distorted very, very quickly. And it's it's just, it's like low-hanging fruit for the ego. You know, creating a vision board and doing all this stuff, it's just so easy for the ego to go down a slippery slope of attachment. And we're like, don't even do that. And we're just saying that our belief is firmly rooted in the themes of consciousness. So we believe to avoid all of these pitfalls, stop focusing on external at all, just focus on the internal. And one of the things like when I do my one-on-ones um, hero journey programs with people, the biggest thing I'm trying to get people to realize is 
it's not the actual things in life that you want. It's the feeling, is it not? You, want, you don't want the money. You want how you feel when you have that money. Maybe you feel empowered. Maybe you feel abundant. Maybe you feel loved by God. Maybe you feel happy. If it's a relationship, if it's items, if it's living somewhere, whatever the thing is you're desiring, what we all really want is the internal state of consciousness that we think that experience is going to give us. So that's the full truth. The full truth is you do have a choice over your intention and your perspective, but those are internal realities and they actually have nothing to do with the external. And actually the true freedom and lasting happiness is going to come from the undoing and the, the undoing of attaching value to external things. Mm -hmm. So we are giving value to money. We are giving value to locations. We are giving value to housing situations. We're giving value to certain people. We're saying that if and when that thing is in my life, I'm going to have that value that it, that we're, mm -hmm. we're the one giving it that value. So we have to really have to stop giving value externally. We have to take back all that value and know that it always comes from inside of us. It's, it's a choice. It's a perception. It's an experience that's completely internal, always, all the time. Yeah, happiness is a lifestyle. Yeah. It's, it's a lifestyle choice. Was there something else you wanted to add? I just, the other thing is that it really prevents us from enlightenment because enlightenment is ultimately surrender. And it's really hard for the ego to grasp this and the ego will never grasp this. The ego will never accept surrender. Mm -hmm. Ego it's can't surrender. Yeah, it's literally, it's against its very core. But ironically, it is enlightenment where we feel transcendent, we feel free, we feel happy, we feel bliss, we feel all of the things. We're unaffected and unmoved and unchanged by the external happenings because internally we are still, we are content, we are in that ultimate knowing so enlightenment, that forever happiness, comes from ultimately surrendering the world, surrendering our desires, surrendering mm. what's going to happen next. It's like whatever is mm. meant to happen is exactly as it should be always. Mm. And there's no resistance because all of our suffering comes from resistance to what is. Mm. And I could add to that, the real goal is we all want to feel deeply and profoundly loved by God, by life, by ourselves, you name it. Just we want to feel loved, seen, have meaning and significance and purpose. And ironically, those qualities come from surrendering to the idea that you are so loved that actually everything is still perfect, even if your ego doesn't perceive it as perfect. That's actually the grand realization of enlightenment, is that actually you're so loved that nothing is ever out of place. Everything is always perfect. And whether your ego in its limited abilities can see it or not, on a long enough timeline, everything is revealed as perfect and exactly in your benefit and for your highest joy, for your highest love, for your greatest maturity and so forth. Here's the deal. The caveat here is this only will resonate with people in 
the certain themes of consciousness where this is appealing. To lower themes of consciousness, this might even be triggering you and pissing you off. It, yeah, it can be terrifying because if you're in guilt, okay, guilt and judgment, and you've been entrained and conditioned that that there's this God in the sky that judges you and you're condemned, surrendering mm -hmm. to a higher power oh, it's is terrifying. No, you don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. So, so the 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 process here, then the solution to all of this confusion with law of attraction and religion and spirituality is that we have to ultimately decondition ourselves from everything we've been taught. We have to unlearn. We have to unlearn religion that felt dogmatic. We have to unlearn all of this law of attraction, all of this. And we have to declutter our mind from conditioning and see what's underneath that. Because when we declutter from all of the trauma, when we declutter from all of the programming and our what our environment told us we are and what our family told us we are, what we're mm. going to find is that we're already pure, we're already whole. We don't have to attract the light. You just are it. You don't have to attract the light and you don't have to try to get it to come to you and mm. manifest it. That's the irony is you, it, you are it. You, you can't be without it. Mm -hmm. It is you, you are one with it. You were made in, in God's image. Like you are one with God always. So it's, it's funny because there's so much hype around like being positive and law of attraction when actually the focus kind of needs to shift to shadow work because it's actually in the deconditioning and the healing of our shadows, mm -hmm. our ancestral trauma, looking at our not self that we reveal the truth. It's already there. You don't need to go seek after it. Mm. Yeah, two things that came up as you were saying that is um, the first caveat is, so Ash was pointing out, you know, you are God, extension of God consciousness. And the danger there obviously is not necessarily the ego though. Like we could get into this deep discussion on that, but l let's just put it this way. As long as you are human, it's just safer to surrender to a creator mm -hmm. so from an absolute non-dualistic perspective yeah we could go down that rabbit hole and say that it's all divinity but like the ego Ash was can't saying, get but that. the ego can't grasp that so, so just, stay away, just stay away from it that was my first thing that came up as she was saying that but um the second thing is yeah you know what i always tell people is it's a process of removing and i always loved the buddha's uh, view when someone asked him about what did he, he like I think it was like what did you gain to become enlightened or something what like that. What did you get from meditation? Yeah what did you get from it or something and his response was I didn't get anything I let go of anger I let go of desire Green, I yeah. let go of attachment I let go so the enlightenment process the grand irony of our spiritual journey is that it's actually a letting go a removal and a surrender so when, so law of attraction is saying, give me, give me, give me, yeah. and, and self-realization and the so path of go, yoga let go, is let go, let go, let go. So if you're going to get anything <laughs> out of this, it's that is, is we invite you to maybe switch from mm -hmm. I want or I get or I have and say, I let go of. So like what the thing is that you're trying to manifest, we say, okay, you want this, this thing, you want this amount of money. I say, okay. Say, I let go of this amount of money. Mm. I want this relationship. I let go of this relationship. I want mm -hmm. this house. I let go of this house. Because in your letting go, you're going to realize you don't need it. 
You are okay. You are mm-hmm. loved. You are safe. You are whole. Everything is perfect, and you don't need anything more. And when you are that unattached in your life, when you are actually that content, every single breath, every single day, every single thing that comes your way will be extra sprinkles and icing on the cake because you didn't expect any of it because、mm-hmm. you were already good. So、mm-hmm. we want to get to a place where that's how we experience our life from a place of. Uh, no expectation and full gratitude. Gratitude and and gratitude is never going to come from expecting.、Mm-hmm. And law of attraction sets you up for perpetual expectation.、Mm-hmm. And what's going to happen to you every time that expectation gets let down is you're going to drop into one of the shadow themes,、mm-hmm. whether it be guilt or shame or hopelessness or anger or regret or regret. You're going to grieve. You're going to、mm-hmm. drop. And so we're just saying you want to be truly happy. Let it all go. And then there's a there's a grand paradox that we have you know so many people have observed ironically and you know law of attraction people who are genuinely teaching this they do actually say this if you really notice but it's just the ego just gets so easily attached but they are telling you ironically when you let go is tends to be when things happen effortlessly because when we are attached. Something I want to point out about this too is when we dwell on the external, what you're really doing too is that thing now controls you. So you're being enslaved to it. Also, that's another element that happens to this. When you place all your happiness on something, it now owns you. So whether that thing comes and goes from your life, you can be completely manipulated by it and completely controlled by it. So. That's why we call it true freedom, lasting happiness. That is the realms of unconditional love and enlightenment, because you are literally freeing yourself from attachments that control your happiness. So when you are truly free, you are able to live in gratitude, regardless of the situation or the scenario or the things going on in the world that are outside of your control, and. It's kind of the teaching of by their fruits you shall know them. On a long enough timeline, every law of attraction person either I've witnessed or myself, it always leads to suffering. I've never seen it not. It always leads to suffering inevitably. It always brings suffering in some way, shape, or form. Whereas practicing internal empowerment and gratitude, surrender and surrender. The fruits of that, if I've I've never seen that lead to suffering. Yeah. Because where gratitude is, suffering cannot be.、Mm-hmm. They're like oil and water; they don't mix. So if you are in a state of gratitude and surrender, it's kind of impossible to be in suffering because suffering comes from resisting reality, resisting life. Whereas gratitude and surrender are an embrace and an acceptance of life. So they are the opposites. So this is just stuff that we've witnessed, stuff that we've been aware of,、uh, both within our own lives, and it's like we said, it is one of the number one most common pains that we are helping people through these days. And so we wanted to take the time to really express why and how this plays out, and to help give you a solution to take the the truths that they're trying to. These teachings are trying to help you see that you are in control of your perspective. That、mm-hmm. is true, and that is empowering. But the only half truth is when 
they tell you that, but then also say, now focus on the life you want. The external should things. match it. Exactly. The external should match it is what they tell you. Exactly. And the external is may irrelevant. Yeah, it may or may not. Your perception of your external will match it. Mm -hmm. So how you feel internally, your vibration, mm -hmm. your perception will be a match for your mm -hmm. vibration, not actually what's happening out there. Nice. Anything can happen out there and you will always perceive it as good and love and okay because you have healed, you've, you've healed your shadow, you've done your inner work and you're in a higher theme of consciousness to, to where now that's how you experience your reality. Which is sounds to me even more epic. Yeah. It sounds even more empowered because it basically means that you are actually in control of your reality but just not in the way there you thought. you thought your ego thought you are actually so in control of yeah. your internal world that literally nothing and no one can ever tamper with it mm -hmm. you transcend it sign me up for that that's the real deal right there thank you so much for listening and joining back in with us today we plan to have these episodes come out every week but you know life happens so we're going to just do our That's best. That's our intention, <laughs> but we surrender to what yeah. will be, will Who be. Who knows what's going to happen in the external <laughs> world, but as of today, we think we're going to do this, so, you know, <laughs> thanks for tuning in. And if you want to learn more about working with Matt one-on-one -on -one with his Hero's Journey Counseling, um, you can go to our website, theyogacouple.com, and there will be a link there for the Hero's Journey. You can learn more about uh, doing one-on-one -on -one counseling, and we also have our online yoga school launching, Sacred Yoga Institute. So if this kind of stuff really lights you up and you want to dive more into the depth of the philosophy of the yoga tradition and all of these teachings that we've been discussing, what the ancient yoga masters were originally teaching, we go over all of this in the school. And you can learn more about that by going to theyogacouple.com. So all kinds of beautiful offerings of love and empowerment. That is our ultimate goal, is to help you reach your potential of the most loved and empowered version of you. Namaste. Namaste.